Hello, everyone. This is G Money from the Black Ops team, along with my co-host Booker T and another Black Ops member, JT. Today's topic, are we a military state? Right now, we've got special secret police running around apprehending protesters. Are we the United States a military state? Okay, let's go. I'm still shocked. Here's why I'm shocked. We know now there are federal agents, I think 200 some federal agents, they rolled into Portland. And in some way, we're really egging on the protesters, right? This is not like the protesters were doing something in particular and vandalizing or whatever. They literally went after some protesters, right? Correct. Grabbed them up, scooped them up, threw them in some unmarked cars. What country are we talking about? It doesn't even sound like the United States. That sounds, sounds like, like some shit that happens in <laughs> Russia. Like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Gustavo maybe even in some places in Asia, right? Like North Korea or something like that. Like, what the hell? What are you talking about? Some special federal agents. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Homeland Security. What what are you talking about? Well, oddly, those people, it wasn't just Portland. They're in a lot of a lot of country or sorry, a lot of different cities doing that. Portland was where they first started like snatching people off the ground, but they've actually been monitoring a lot of other cities. Yeah, so so think about that. So if you talk about authority, I mean, this president is gone all the way. <laughs> and this is why we see he likes the president of North Korea and he likes the president of Russia, right? Because of how they run their countries in a complete authoritative way. And that's what he wants. But the mm -hmm. fact that you've got secret <laughs> federal police and I say secret because it's not like they're wearing badges and names right, right? they're wearing mm -hmm. fatigues camo fatigues and unmarked cars snatching mm -hmm. up people like right. how's that that's not the secret police like ain't that what the secret police is? pretty much yeah. like, some KGB or something rolling yeah, exactly. up like, how's this not the secret right. police I think it's I think it's the GRU now is that what it's called now in uh, <laughs> Russia something like that the GRE GRU but anyway, my whole point is, that's the secret police in any other country. People can snatch you up in the middle of the night and grab you. You don't know where you're going to because you're not going to a police station. Mm -hmm. So where are they taking you? So how are you getting due process mm -hmm. in that scenario? How do you even that? know that these are police? This is the first time. I, have we ever done anything like that before in the U.S.? Like, I know we did it in the slave times <laughs> and the segregation times, right? But I mean recently i think after um, like the patriot act a lot of crazy things like that started to happen but not on this level where they're literally just rolling up in unmarked cars grabbing people um because the danger in that is how do you know like if, if it's a government entity or some random like racist white group. supremacist group right, right. it could be a white supremacist group wearing it yeah because yeah. that's what i was at like listen i shot him i thought he was a white supremacist Right, well, I thought that, it was a bunch that, of white supremacists, you know, trying to create a race war. That's why I shot that, him. Look, that, that worked for uh, Tupac when those uh, officers rolled up on him and didn't identify themselves. Like you can't expect people to comply with complete strangers. Like with um, Arbery, recently an article came out today where the attorneys were saying that um, that Ahmad Arbery should have complied with this lawful arrest. And I'm like, how are you lawfully arrested by regular citizens? Like that makes no sense. But I was about to say, you got to remember, there is a thing called the citizen's arrest. You know what I'm saying? You you, yes. you have 
the right to turn around and to do that. I'm not, obviously this individual overstepped their bounds, but I'm saying there is something that's like that. But, uh, you know, it makes me wonder whether or not all of those individuals that are participating in this thing, are they actually all government agents? Could right. some of them be mercenaries that have been- Yeah, that that's what they said. They're checking to see if some of them are contractors. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And where is the segment of the population that talks about how that is a slippery slope? Well, you can't say, because before you know, we'll be in a police state because we're already there. But, <laughs> but it, could get, it could get much worse. You know what I'm saying? It could get much worse. So where is that outcry? Yeah, they're talking about Portland, but we have to understand, and history is the best teacher. They test the population's appetite. And if you don't understand that that's what's going on and the outcry is not there then before you know it yeah they're gonna be snatching you absolutely. up coming from the grocery store absolutely by the way, by the way. because they know we won't do anything about it here's one of the other things i want to ask and, and i'd love to ask the people who are there are all those policemen or any of, yeah. of color yeah we don't know <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah it'd be interesting to see but here's the other thing that, that's concerning me we got all these damn attorneys in this world and they ain't pushed this issue to the Supreme Court yet that our president can use. And I know he's got Barr helping him out with some ridiculous excuse, right? But again, these are protesters that are peaceful protesters. The only thing that I understand that Homeland Security can do in this scenario is guard federal buildings and claim that they're guarding federal buildings and stopping protesters from attacking or destroying federal buildings. But if they're protesting out in the middle of the street, I'm hard to understand how that's protecting federal buildings or there's some risk, some terrorist risk to the country. Right. That's really only the two things they can do. So how do they equate arresting people who are peacefully protesting, especially they had a line of moms right standing there in Portland. They had a whole bunch of moms in their front line. Right. Because the moms got mad and they came out. And then the vets came out like the following day, right? Because the Navy vet that they uh, beat with the baton. Now, the funny thing is he just stood there and took it like what? And walked away. <laughs> but the rest, the next day, the vets came out and they were on the front line, right? So you had all these different folks. And I'm like, so how are they in any way doing something that's a terrorist threat? I have a feeling that what they're going to do when this all comes out is that they will say uh, the people who were um, apprehended were somehow connected to some terrorist group or they they felt like they were involved in terrorist activities. That's why you, you see a lot of conversation about Black Lives Matter being a terrorist group now, um, where they're not looking at like the, the new KKK or this Q9 group as being a terrorist group. Um, but I think under the Patriot Act, if it's anybody who is um, thought to be involved in any acts of terrorism, domestic or foreign, can be um, taken in the middle of the night. Yeah, no... they can be detained. Mm -hmm. Yes. You take them to a black site. So, but that's still very unusual because usually for a group to be called a terrorist group, it's got to be years, you know, years in the making. It's not like, oh, they just started protesting. Now, all of a sudden, they're a terrorist group because what he's really doing is turning freedom and the freedom of our voices into terrorism right. right that's literally what he's doing 
he's like saying, oh, if you're a terrorist, oh, if you speak out against me, like a true authoritative person that he is, then you're actually against the country. When you talk about a military state or a police state, we've been warned about this for years. Um, mm-hmm. You like Noam Chomsky, one of my favorite, uh, you know, sociologists. He always talked about how the United States was moving towards a military state, and we have this fake sense of democracy. We'll go over into other countries and try to, you know, secure democracy for them. And then in the United States, we're slowly chipping away. The government's slowly chipping away at our at our um, rights here. The it's so interesting. The U.S. government provides grant funding for local police departments and sheriff departments to buy military vehicles. So like if the army has used Humvees that they're not um, gonna utilize anymore, if they came out with a new line, those unused uh, Humvees can go to the police department. Those unused tanks, believe it or not, are going to police departments. There are police departments in small little rural areas that have police tanks, like they, they have military tanks. And they use them on like drug busts for meth and weird things like that where you really don't need it, but they have it. Mm-hmm. So it's this, it's this vicious cycle of the government paying itself, like paying other government entities like local police departments through grant funding to buy <laughs> to buy equipment from the government. Jeez. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle. All these things that this administration is trying to get away with, right, that are just so bizarre what we're used to and no one pushes back this is what's really scary right Mm -hmm. you see Mitt Romney is probably the only one that's pushing back and of course whenever the Democrats push back they go "Oh, you're just pushing back in a partisan argument like no it's a logical argument all right it's not a partisan argument it's a logical argument why do you have people in these cities these federal police or whoever that these federal agents they're not federal police they're federal agents right because they said they're potentially from different groups like the navy the coast guard different people that i don't know how they do it mm-hmm. and i don't know how they select these people but they put them together and say hey we're going to send you there and I, they must tell them we want you to engage these protesters because they're right. clearly engaging them right it's not like we're additional force and now he's supposed to go into Chicago. I can't remember the other states. There's there cities and states they're in, but you're, you're essentially agreeing to a police state and, or Correct. a military state. So that it's the same. It's no different than what happened after uh, Hurricane Katrina, right? They didn't agree to that, but the the military came in, mm-hmm. and then they had uh, people who were shot trying to cross a bridge just because they were trying to get to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a slippery slope and you there there are some times where you need a more aggressive uh, force to kind of combat some of the things that are happening but this is America and we've never had it we've never well, I shouldn't say never in this lifetime in our lifetime we've never had a situation where um, citizens were, were ki- like just straight out like we're killing police, we're rioting. It's a, it's a rebellion. It's a it's a civil war. Like that hasn't happened recently in our time, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't to say that the, it warrants um, like this military state or that we need to bring troops in. I don't I don't think any situation on a local level would require that unless you absolutely had no police, no one governing at all. So to me, this is just a step, like Booker said, to test to see what. what 
people will allow and what they'll accept. And then they'll keep pressing. And he's trying to show that he's tough on crime. And you were talking earlier about how, you know, you can't trust the administration because all they do is lie. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's acknowledge something. So there's a lot of people who are being fired from their jobs for being racist, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the bird, the, the bird watching situation at, right. um, at Central Park, that lady was fired for the, mm -hmm. her racist act. You have racist people in the White House. That guy that we were talking about, his name is Stephen Miller. Stephen he's Miller, a, that's he, it, yes. He's a blatant mm -hmm. racist. Why is he still working in the White House? <laughs> right? He's an advisor to the president. Right, he's an advisor to the other racists. And the truth of the matter <laughs> is, um, right. when when you have people like that, they do, they misuse their power. So now the, the military is being used as an extension of the administration. That's why they're going into Chicago going into these other other um, cities. And I'm sure it has something to do with the election and him trying to be reelected. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, he's trying to show he's the law and order president and he's got this under control. And I'm going to save you from these renegades or these animals that right. would attack you and destroy your property and everything else. That's right. what he's trying to show. He's definitely. So, again, it's another dog whistle. Right. And again, these are more like foghorns and with dog whistles. In reference mm -hmm. to how he he baits race into all of his issues right and it's clear to see where he's going with it right and it's kind of like yeah uh you know i'm the great white savior for this white community and i'll save you from these people mm -hmm. of color who are protesting or they would say rioting in the streets right. on a daily basis you kind of wonder if we're going this route in in, in putting federal police on the streets, well, what might be the next step? Where might this be leading to? So I'm gonna take us back a little during Obama's administration where he was discussing putting UN troops on US soil. And that didn't go anywhere. But if you turn around and you think about why would we even consider doing such a thing, okay? If you've got the military and you're trying to utilize them against your own, well, those people that are in the US military, they've got families, whether they're in Louisiana, New York, the LA or what have you. So if you're in Connecticut, turning around and, 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 and going against the protesters and doing X, Y, and Z, maybe cracking them over the head, you know, pelleting them and doing all this other stuff. Well, some of your family members, this exact same thing may be happening to them. So they right. may they may turn around and question the orders that they're being given. But if you take a a um, non domestic force like Canadians and Mexicans, you know, meaning from Mexico that are a part of the UN, and now they're in the U.S. police and U.S. citizens. Well, chances are they probably don't have family members that are there. And as a result, they're just going to follow out the will of whoever is providing those orders. So when we talk about this being the slippery slope, they're doing all kinds of things since the Patriot Act that um, that are and go against the Constitution and what it is that should be rendered against U.S. citizens. And yet and still the outcry, excuse me, outcry from the legal community is, is at a murmur as opposed to being with a megaphone. And that's what I don't understand. Doesn't make any sense. Can we impeach Barr? Because <laughs> it's obvious 
that he is not impartial in his role as he's supposed to mm. be. Can we impeach that fool? Because he truly agrees with the authoritative, authorita- eh, authoritative uh, political system. Because everything he's done to support this president is in that vein. And I would think if you read the Constitution, right? I mean, the guy who sits in that chair, he's supposed to be extremely knowledgeable of the Constitution. What Constitution? Huh? I said, what what Constitution? What Constitution? Yeah, exactly. Well, it must be the Donald Trump Constitution because it ain't the United States Constitution. So you would expect him to have a better understanding, but definitely that's not the case. Truthfully, nobody's going to challenge the administration because there, there are so many things happening right now that you can only focus on, you know, one or two things at a time. And they know that with this election, it's more important to try to get him out of office. Here's why it's scary, though. This is another reason why I view it scary, because you made the comment to get him out of office. If he doesn't expect if he doesn't accept the election results. Is he going to put these people all over all over the country? They're already all over the country. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, let's say he doesn't accept the election results. What, what, what can you do if he's got the military? So we, I mean, he so could implement martial law. We've already moved back to like the civil rights era, right? With the police attacking people and um, people's rights being violated and, and, and brown, black and brown people not having rights um, or not having equal rights. We've already moved back to that era. So the next logical thing in my mind if he doesn't, you know, get the election, he already has these crazy people that this new QAnon group, which is, I guess, like the new KKK. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are all they're all in Florida. They have assault rifles and everything. They are already talking about a civil war. Who do you think they're going to war with? You know, it's people they're not going to kill. Right. Exactly. They're not going to kill another white person. So who do you think they're going to attack? So those are the real terrorist groups. But those are his people. Those are Stephen Miller's people and um, what's his name? Steve Bannon. Those are their people. I do think you're right. And both of you mentioned this. I think he's sampling what he can do. Right. And I think that sampling is coming up for November. Right. Because he's already using the excuse of mail-in ballots and everything else. Right. And there's a whole bunch of fraud and I'm not sure I'm going to accept the results. Well, you accepted the last results. You jackass. You lost. (laughs) you, You lost the popular vote and won the electoral vote and you ain't asked no questions. But it's no different than Paul Ryan uh, when he was basically like everything that Obama does, we're going to squash it. They, they tested the waters to see how much they can get away with. Even though they knew that a lot of that stuff legally they, mm-hmm. they couldn't do or they shouldn't do, they did it anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Obama lost his Supreme Court nominee and just basically handed it over to Trump when he should have been the one to select that. I right. think that the Democrats are soft anyway, so you get what you get. Uh, they are, unfortunately. And as you can see, the Republicans act like straight thugs, right? Like gangsters. Exactly. They roll together regardless of how dumb the mm-hmm. person in charge is. They're going to support their candidate no matter what, even though they know he's violating people's constitutional uh, rights. You don't, they don't care. Like they, mm-hmm. like they, they will roll with it. Because if, if, if they were to admit that this was a mistake, they shouldn't have, like the only one, like you have Mitt Romney saying, I don't support Trump. But like you said earlier, the rest of them are, they're going to wait it out to see what happens in September. Like, mm-hmm. and then as they go into November, then they'll decide whether or not they're supporting him. But right. Yeah. There's a couple governors 
who have uh, Republican governors who have spoken out against Trump, mm-hmm. right? Like the the one in Maryland who I believe will be a presidential candidate in the next election. That's why he's speaking uh, out. <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I also think the one in um, Mass, right, spoke out against him as well. But what we're talking about is truly concerning. The fact that the president of the United States, along with the attorney general, can rationalize sending secret police into many cities and states across the country and direct them to incite, engage, and egg on peaceful protesters is a scary thing. This goes beyond the norm. This is outside the boundaries. We have to be comfortable as a state, the United States of America, that we don't lose our democracy over some partisan bullshit. And this is important to understand. But the fact that there aren't Republicans and Democrats yelling at the top of their lungs or petitioning in some way to the courts to get this stopped immediately is concerning. Our national history and who we are as a culture, as a country, is under siege right now. And we need to understand that. Make sure you all get out and vote. Make sure you go to vote.org and you make sure your vote counts. We can't tolerate this kind of craziness or these behaviors that are well outside the norms. We are ourselves as a country becoming reality TV and entertaining these thoughts, these ideas, these conspiracy theories, and this straight out bullshit. So thanks again for paying attention to another podcast and we wish you the best. Stay healthy, stay safe. We've got over 160,000 dead in the U.S. based on COVID-19. Let's make sure we don't become a statistic. Wash your hands, socially distance, wear a mask. And please make sure you vote. Again, vote.org, vote.org. Take care. Black Ops out.